0: now for the show reflecting on classic radio hollywood 360 with your host carl amari
1: you lost your magic they knocked you off your game your carlness went right out the window what's with this carlness it's not even a
0: It's time now for... Money Dollar. Leaves the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet numbskulls, I'm broadcasting.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a 1947 classic radio episode of the Philco Radio Time, starring Bing Crosby and Dinah Shore. But it's time now for Movie Jeopardy! Lisa Wolf-Trouback will play audio clips from popular movies. I'll try to name the movie while you play along at home, right, Lisa?
2: That's right, Carl. That's our plan. In this edition of Movie Jeopardy!, we've got movies... That started as TV shows. Oh, oh, so a all movie of movie that started. Well, these as are, a TV yeah, so show. all of these were TV shows that were turned into movies. Okay. Okay, so you've got your thinking cap on. Uh huh. Okay, you're going to need it's
1: like it. Provenge. Okay, I'm all set. all set to go. Yep.
2: Terrific. Uh, the first movie is a 2008, dare I say, romantic Ugh. comedy.
0: Gosh. And the way we decide to get business. No romance. That's not the way you propose to someone. This is.
3: Carrie Bradshaw, love of my life.
1: Will you marry me? Sex in the City. That's
2: right. I give you a pretty big clue there with Carrie Bradshaw. Yes. Yes. Good job. All right. So this is from 2008, and this is a continuation of the TV series from that was on from 98 to 2004.
1: HBO. Yeah. yeah I still love this show.
2: I did too. Not in the second
1: run, but when it was on originally. Right. I watched like every episode. Does that make it doesn't me Doesn't sound like weird something
2: that you would watch.
1: Yeah. Um but I'd I'm glad that you did. Series. I think
2: you know it's kind of fun the exciting life in New great. York City. There was a sequel to the film titled Sex and the City 2 that was released in 2010. Mm. I didn't see any of the movies. I didn't think so. No. But you still figured it out. Yeah. All right, so far, so good. I think you're going to enjoy this next one. This is a 2007 comedy.
0: All right, boy. Time for the ultimate dare. I dare you to skateboard to Krusty Burger and back naked. How naked? Fourth base. The girls might see my doodle. Oh, I see. Then I hereby declare you chicken for life.
1: All right, well... That's definitely The Simpsons.
2: That's right. And this is The Simpsons movie. Oh, oh okay. Oh, there you go. Animated comedy. Of course, it's based on the long-running animated sitcom. Yeah. A uh, regular cast of characters, all the same. Julie Kavner, Nancy Cartwright, all of the Hank Azaria, Albert Brooks. And The Simpsons movie became the eighth highest-grossing film of 2007. Wow. And the highest-ever-grossing film based on an animated TV series. Yeah, I can So um... it did, must have done pretty well in the theater's. I did not see it. Me neither. But I do enjoy the television show. I love the TV show. All right, so we're in cahoots here. Am I (laughs) two for two? Uh, You are. Wow. I'll change that. Don't worry. Uh, Next one is a 2000 comedy. Eric Knox
4: was born John McCadden. It seems his life's mission was to bring me down. His father was in my Army Intelligence Unit. He was working as a double agent. When he was discovered, he was killed by the other side.
5: Well...
2: I guess that's not the story Knox
1: heard. I don't know. That was a tough one. I have no idea. I think idea. you liked
2: this television show. Uh, so, is this
1: like Get Smart?
2: No, that's a good guess, though. I'm trying to think of a clue that I could give you. There's three women in this.
1: Oh, the... Um, the, the yeah, and they the, work in a yeah, private detective yeah, agency in L.A. That would be Charlie's LA. Angels? That would be. But uh, I don't you, get it, right? You don't
2: get it, but that's okay. It was a good clue. <laughs>
1: Very hard greater.
2: Yes, I am. So
1: you're playing clips from the movie then. That's right. Okay. These are
2: all movies, Okay. I'll say it again, Yeah. that began I, as know, TV shows. Takes, I'll just say it one more time. It takes a little
1: <laughs> while for me to figure it out. I know. Out. Maybe
2: by the fourth one a you'll lot, get there. There's a lot going on. There sure is in right. that brain of yours. I so, didn't get it. The movie started Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and Lucy Liu. Those right. were the three right, right, women right, in the right. private detective agency. Okay. Charlie's okay. Angels. Charlie's Angels. Next one, 19... This is the movie. Mm -hmm. Began as a TV show. Is this the movie? This one is the movie. All right. A 1996 action spy film.
3: This whole operation was a moment. This whole operation was a moment.
0: Yeah. The mole's deep inside. And like you said, you survived.
1: I'll show you something, Ethan. Well, I didn't know it until he said Ethan. That's
2: right. So that's your clue. That's
1: definitely Mission Impossible. That's right. That
2: would be Ethan Hunt, and that was starring Tom Cruise. And that's a conti- no.
1: That starred me. Tom and, you, Cruise and you. I know you
2: guys are we so are similar.
1: Like we look exactly alike. Same height. Same, same built, height. Yes. Same. Bone structure. And you're both movie stars, A-listers. Only he has a much bigger bank account. That's the Um, only difference. I mean, I
2: would know that for fact.
1: That's the only difference. Maybe yours is bigger than
2: Tom's. I don't know. No. I meant your movie. (laughs) I meant your bank account. (laughs) Anywho. Okay. So, um, okay. Okay. This was the first installment in the Mission Impossible series. I won't even
1: go there. You're. You're okay. Okay.
2: Let's move on. Yes. A 1991 film. Did you sleep well? from across like the, the dead, pond. Really? Across the pond. Who would
0: have thought the Bermuda Triangle could change a man so much? You used to toss and turn all night. We had to chain you to the bedpost.
3: Doesn't make sense. Mm.
0: The Bermuda Triangle
4: is a very strange and mysterious place. You'd be surprised at all the things you don't know. She certainly would.
5: Wednesday doors the Bermuda Triangle. She studies it.
2: Death at sea. She's
1: hooked. Ask me anything. Well, again, again? I didn't know it until right? they said Wednesday. That's right. So that's the Adams family. That's
2: right. See all the clues that I'm sending your wow. way? Thanks, Lisa. I do such nice things for you. Mm-hmm. So it's based on the characters from the cartoon, Charles Created Adams. by, exactly, and the 1964 television series. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Only one to go. Okay. And this one, you absolutely Definitely no. 1983 film.
4: You, you want to see something really scary? You bet. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is this is really, really scary now.
2: <laughs>
4: okay, pull the car over. Pull the car over?
1: Ooh. That's Dan Aykroyd. Don't mm-hmm. scare me. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Ah, oh, that was good. You know, um, yeah, the, actually the movie was really good. This is the Twilight Zone.
2: That's exactly it. Twilight Zone, the movie, Yeah, 1983. I thought they
1: did a great job with the, tw- you know, because here you have this iconic, t- you know, TV series. Sure. How do you turn it into a movie? And I thought they did an amazing job. I, I
2: think so, too. So this was based on Rod Serling's Twilight Zone series, which was on from 1959 to 1964, and uh, what a clip, you know, that was a yeah. very visual clip. They're uh, in an could, ambulance. But you could still, you know, picture what was oh, going yeah, on yeah, uh, yeah. if you've ever seen the movie. Well, so. great job, Lisa. Well, great job, Carl. Uh, I only missed six. one. Good as it gets.
1: Wow. Prevagen really works. <laughs> when we come back, it's Philco Radio time. So stay with us.
0: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari.
1: Well, Bing Crosby, he was on radio a long, long, long time. And his first big series was the Kraft Music Hall. But here's what happened, Lisa. He did the Kraft Music Hall for many, many years. But then he was like, I need to be able to record this show. And Kraft and NBC were like, no, no, no. You have to do it once a week, live, in front of a studio audience. There's no way to get out of that. And so he said, well, let me out of my contract. So Philco Radio Time on a different network, ABC, for Philco Radios, said, yeah, you want, hey, you're being Crosby. You want to tape your show? You tape your show. You go <laughs> right ahead. So he got out of his craft deal and went over to ABC, and he used to record sometimes two or three in one day. So that didn't, um, you know, get in his way of his film career in golfing, which was very important to Bing Crosby. So uh, that's why he moved over to do this show, and they would record it at first on disc, but then a little later on Ampex reel-to-reel tape, which was very innovative for the time. And in fact, Bing Crosby invested his own money in the technology, and then a lot of uh, radio shows started taping their programs. So uh, this is an interesting series, uh, all taped. And this October fifteenth, nineteen forty-seven broadcast has been Crosby with his special guest Dinah Shore. So you have two singing icons on here. Let's tune it in. Part one of the Philco Radio Time. When the blue of the night
4: meets the gold of the day, someone.
0: Wait for me. Yes, it's Ken Carpenter, welcoming you to All Radio Time, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Airs, and Bing's guest, Dinah Shore. This, as you know, is the time of the year when nature's mighty oak trees are turning to their multicolored hues. So we bring you Philco's mighty clothes tree, who's multicolored all year round, Bing
4: Crosby. Oh, twit me if you will, Ken, about my apparel aberrations, but they make me very happy. I'm happy, well, I'm gay, i just nice. dressy. Who does your wardrobe uh, for you, Salvador Dali? Oh, Hart, Schaffner, and Chemtone. Oh. Boys, those oh <laughs> boys. They do it Well, right. I, I don't really mind the colors so much, Bing, but why do
0: you always leave your shirt tails hanging out?
4: It's the fashion, Ken. Le mode. Yeah. Toujours le mode. Mm-hmm. Everything's being worn ankle-length this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even ankles. I worked all afternoon lowering the hemline on my plus fours. Oh, <laughs> <Huh>, well.
3: <laughs>
4: but, Ken, I think we'd better leave these fashion matters to Don Loper, Ori Kelly, Kid Ori, and Manny, Mo and Jack. Personally... The only item of interest to me at this particular moment is what's going on in Kokomo, Indiana, as described in one of the hit tunes from the Fox picture, My Mother Wore Tights." Kids, John Scott, let us audit the report. Hmm? <laughs> I wish I were back again with all the sweet and simple folks I call my kin. In Kokomo, Indiana. Well, if it isn't pop and hi, Mom, you always had the cutest grin. In Kokomo, Indiana. Just look at Rover Wag his tail. Gosh, he remembers me. And get a load of sister Grace. You can't see the freckles for the jam on her face. How would you like to go and see that old wabashful bow you used to know? In Kokomo, Indiana. Wouldn't you just as soon go out and spoon? Beneath the hoosier moon, all oh, what a moon. For all of the many reasons that I've mentioned heretofore. My heart will always be in Kokomo, and of course, you know, the town of Kokomo will always be indefinitely in Indiana.
3: we you're back again with all the sweet and simple
5: folks I call my kin in Kokomo, Indiana.
3: Well if it isn't pop Then hiya Mom. You always had the cutest grin in Kokomo, Indiana Just look at Rover Wag his tail Gosh he remembers me and
4: look get alone Sister Grace you can't see the freckles or the jam on her face. Ah, would you like to go and see that old wabashful bow you used to know? Kokomo. In Kokomo, Indiana, wouldn't you just as soon go out and spoon beneath the Hoosier moon? my water moon. Mm-hmm. For all of the many reasons that I've mentioned heretofore, my heart will always be in Kokomo. Kokomo. Of course you know the town of Kokomo will always be indubitably in Indiana. Kokomo, 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 Kokomo. Indiana. Indiana. up. Here's a swatch of scotch plaid from the Broadway fantasy Brigadoon, a show which continues to bowl over the patrons of the boards back east. Big hit. This is a special John Scott Trotter arrangement for bagpipe and groaning. What a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in Why it's almost like being in love There's a smile on my face For the whole human race Why it's almost like being in love All the music of life seems to be Like a bell that is ringing for me And from the way that I feel When that bell starts to peal, I would swear I was falling I could swear I was falling it's almost like being in love. Uh, the studio audience will notice that we've garnished the microphones with magnolia blossoms, we've crushed a few mint leaves in the corners, and we've draped Spanish moss over the string section. We've done all these things to make things really home-like for Philco's honey-voiced guest of the evening, Dinah Shore. Hi, Bing. I haven't laid eyes on you since you moved out to the valley and you settled down on your new farm.
5: Farm? Yeah. For shame. Being out in the valley, we call them ranches. Mine's a little dude ranch.
4: What are you going to raise on it? Little dudes. Mm. Uh, I used to be in that business myself, but now I'm going in for uh, chickens. Chickens is my... T- chickens. That's my caper chickens. now, yes. So you know, Dinah, up in Nevada, I've got a flock of chickens and every one of them chickens lays four eggs every day.
5: Each hen lays four eggs. Yes, ma'am. Well, being a hen supposed to produce one egg a day, how do you get four out of them?
4: they got a very weak union.
5: Well, I have one hen oh. that lays only one egg every morning, but it's 12 inches long.
4: Oh, that's a puzzle of egg, isn't it? <laughs> Takes
5: her three hours to do it.
4: Must you... <laughs> she must use a golf bag for a nest.
5: We hatched one of those long eggs. And what came out? A long, long train with a red caboose. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Dinah,
4: farm life certainly <laughs> has changed since you were a girl down in Tennessee, uh, I guess sure has. Oh, been. my. Remember
5: the little old plantation my folks had when you first met little old me? I'll never forget <laughs> never it. Forget never, forget
4: Dinah, <laughs> if I live to be a Como. I'll never forget <laughs> it. <laughs> that was back in the days when I was a talent scout for a radio network. How so it was my happy lot to have heard of your singing prowess, so I went straight to your father's home in the heart of the land of the milk and honey child.
5: Oh, I remember the day well. It was on a Tuesday afternoon, and my father had just finished his seventh mint julep.
4: I thought there was a nip in the air. <laughs> it was rather early when I drove up to the front door of that impressive old colonial mansion, and I rang the doorbell. <laughs> it's a hunk of doorbell, isn't it? Yes,
3: sir.
4: My name is Bing Crosby, Mr. Jolson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice,
4: sir. I'm sorry. Welcome Sorry, sonny boy, but we don't want no carpet baggers around here. I no carpet bagger. Then, uh, what's that you wearing? That's me, and if my carpet bags, that's my business.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would like
4: to see the lady of the house, Miss Dine. Well, Miss Dine ain't here right now. She's busy. She's out in the cotton field. <laughs> Well, in that case, I got to see your father. Well, not so fast, Yankee. You can't come busting in here like this, asking to see the colonel. He's a busy man. he got a lot of work to do around here. Everybody wants to see him. You got to wait for your
0: turn. I'll tell you when. Well, well, sir. So you're Mr. Crosby. <laughs> allow me to introduce myself, sir. I'm Miss Dinah's aristocratic
4: old pappy. Oh, we got a mess of accents around here tonight.
3: <laughs>
4: Carter hasn't even spoke yet. yet. Not yet. <laughs> Oh, how do you do, sir? So you're Colonel Shaw. Sure enough. Well, well, Colonel Nuff, no, I would. No, 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 just uh, Shaw. Sure. Oh, that's, that's enough. Oh, uh, I see. <laughs> I,
0: I see. Sir, I'm here to see your daughter about her singing. Oh, that can wait, son. Uh, um, uh, have you got a lemon on you? I'll make us a mint julep. Lemon and a mint julep? i never heard of such an idea. Well, it's one of my own, son. When you don't live on nothing but mint juleps, you've you got to throw in a little lemon juice now and then to keep from getting the rickets. <laughs>
4: Okay. I appreciate the thought about the men Jew, if that sounds like a jolly idea, but I'm really here on business. I've heard that you, you've you got a very talented daughter. Well, sir,
0: here she comes now. You judge for yourself. Daughter, this is uh, Mr. Crosby. Uh, make him
4: feel to home. Miss Dinah, I'm in the show business, so maybe you've heard me on the radio.
5: Maybe. Which one are you, Red Foley or the Duke of Paducah?
4: <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm Bing Crosby, and I sing.
5: Oh, Oh yes, well, I'm a Jack Smith fan myself. He smiles when he sings. You, you pout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I used to snarl. <laughs> That's first portion of Philco Radio Time from October 15, 1947. Bing Crosby, starring his guest, Dinah Shore. You remember watching the Dinah, the Dinah Shore Show? Talk show absolutely. I watched it a lot as a kid. And she was great. And she would sometimes have her boyfriend at the time on. Oh, you know who that I was, see. right? <laughs> Bert Reynolds. Right. So she was a lot older than Bert. She was like a good 10, 12 years older than Bert Reynolds. He'd come on the show and he was like A list box office, you know, superstar at the time. And here he was dating, you know, Dinah Shore, and she'd have him on the air. I remember watching the Dinah Shore show a lot.
2: I thought she was so beautiful.
1: Yeah, she was great. She was one of the best, I thought, of the talk show hosts. Her, I like Merv Mer- Griffin a lot, too. All right, we're listening to Philco Radio Time. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. Hi, Carl Amari here. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, Suspense, and Burns and Allen, consider becoming a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows in superior sound quality, along with historical liner notes and photos of their radio stars. The 10 shows I'll send you will be on 5 CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. Members also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full 5-hour Hollywood Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. The digital links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 and Radio Rarities whenever you'd like. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. And when you join the Classic Radio Club, there's no long-term commitment. You can cancel at any time. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com.
0: And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All
1: right, you're listening to Hollywood 360. My co-host, Lisa Wolf, my executive producer, Mike Gastella. And special treat, after we listen to the conclusion of Philco Radio Time, Sarah Adamson is here, and we're going to talk a little bit about movies and all kinds of fun stuff and what she believes should win or at least get nominated for the Academy Awards. So she's in studio. We'll have a lot of fun with her after Philco Radio time. We're listening to Bing Crosby, special guest, Dinah Shore, from 1947, October 15th. Here's the conclusion. <laughs> now, man, before we make a deal, could I hear you sing? All
5: right, but what'll I use for a compliment? We haven't got our little old grand piano anymore.
4: Well, let's turn on this Philco here. <laughs> There
3: you are, Dinah. Stitch your lyric onto that. Let me hear I wish I didn't love you so. My love for you should have faded long
5: ago. Me as long as they're. I might be. Sleeping.
3: Love you. No, you're still there, and I wish I didn't
5: Regretted that we never had a show of our own. We should have. I mean, just the two of us singing popular songs of the day.
4: Oh, popular. Everybody sings popular songs, but. Well, you? I know, but... Gosh, that smoke, smoke, smoke has been pouring out of my filco so often my living room is knee-deep in ashes. <laughs> it's going to give the twins the habit I think they're going <laughs> to start smoking cue bears. The knobs are all full of nicotine, everything. Yeah, is... I've
5: heard that lady from all 29 prom song. <laughs> I hope a coconut drops on her head. Yeah, you're so right,
4: <laughs> Popular songs, indeed. Well, what, what about the unpopular ones? Now. Yeah. yeah.
5: There must be thousands of tunes written by earnest young men and women that are never heard. How can they be popular if nobody ever sings them?
4: That's what I mean, Dinah. Look, if you want to do a show with me, I tell you what we'll do. Mm-hmm. We'll start out right now with a broken down hit parade.
5: Oh, it sounds wonderful. What do we call it? John Scott, Fantas Affair.
0: Your Flop Parade. <laughs> Yes, your all-time flop parade, featuring a bucket full of dilapidated ditties, which are destined to go nowhere unless you, the people, get behind them. Don't get in front of them, they'll mow you down. Your all-time flop parade is brought to you by the makers of food. Friends, when you go all day without eating, you feel hungry. If you do, try some food. There's nothing like food to keep you from starving. Here is one of our satisfied customers, Mr. J.S. Trotter. (laughs) Mr. J.S. Trotter of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mr. Trotter says...
4: Well, sir, I've been eating uh, food for nigh on to 40 years. Boy, am I fat. (laughs)
0: Thank you, Mr. Trotter. Now you waddle right on back to North Carolina. <laughs> Remember, housewives, when you go shopping tomorrow, buy some food. <laughs> and now on with your flop parade featuring Bing and Dinah.
5: What's the first flop, Pop?
4: Well, <laughs> it's a jumpy little gem, and here it is. Our number 10 song of the week, Yachting. <laughs> Yachting, yachting, that is the sport for me. Yachting, yachting, over the deep blue sea. There's one thing more I like, that's riding on a bike and swimming.
5: That was simply super. I'm going right out and buy an outboard motor.
4: Steady, Diana. First, you got to introduce our number nine song of the week, written by a department store floor walker who fell in love what with his work. Written by a department store guy. Would
5: you like take that from the top? My <laughs> front rack is just. Who was this wrote in okay, by? My, written
4: by? Say, mine's written by a department store floor walker <laughs>
5: guy,
4: who fell in love with his work. And married to Flora, something like that. <laughs> you ready?
5: Yeah, how did you go? How did you go? On. Hamacher, Schlemmer, I love you. you. Roebuck and Sears, I adore you. If you want to buy a bassinet or buy a hog, don't be in a fog, hey, you our catalog hammocker schlemmer your sweet dear Hammocker schlem I repeat dear Macy's and gimbals have plenty of
4: Visit. I'm sure that's going to be number one on all the disconnected jukeboxes in town.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Bing. And now a message from our sponsor.
4: Friends, your flop parade is brought to you by the
0: makers of food. <laughs> food comes in packages, cans, jars, tubes, bottles, bags, and peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> Remember, food and only food contains vitamins, proteins, carbohydrates, starches, and tiny bright red flakes of fingernail polish. Never
4: notice them in cranberry sauce, it's the (laughs) And now, back to your flop parade.
5: And here is Bing with the number eight flop of the week, a question that is on every lover's lips. Was last night the last night with you?
4: Was last night the last night with you? Was the first kiss, the last kiss, the last kiss, the first? Tell me, has my heart been cursed? Was the first time I saw you the last time? Was the last time the first time? I'm sorry that I asked, cause of the first time the last time? And the last time was the first, And the last time was the last time, And the first time is the worst, And at last I see your colors too. And the first time will be the last time That I fall in love with you. Temple of dance. <laughs> Holy smoke. Uh, Anybody got the time or a change of a match or a band-aid or something?
5: Oh, Bing, that was grand. That tune was written by Jack Brooks on his 12th birthday, which was, understandably, his last. <laughs> <laughs> the
4: early demise was foretold by that. Really, folks, Jack has written some fine tunes, but we just dug this one up out of his past to haunt him.
5: And, and now a word from a food grower.
4: I've been growing food for nigh under 47
0: years. (laughs) I've seen crops come and go. And after tasting this year's crop, this crop has got to go.
4: (laughs) Thank you, thank you, sir. now Dinah and I blend in the number seven song of the week. John F. Keeley's sentimental self-admonition to a Who's Your Lad who has wandered far from home?
5: The title, It's About Time That I Wrote to the Folks in Terre Haute. Oh, love (laughs) it.
4: Though I'm homesick and I'm not in good condition. There's nothing wrong but what a trip won't cure.
5: Now I ask you, place yourself in his position. Wouldn't you go home at once and that's for sure.
4: The refrain. (laughs) It's about time that I wrote to the folks in Terre Haute, my hometown by the Wabash far away. Where he lost
5: his heart one night while the stars were shining bright.
3: By
4: the Wabash now
5: so far
4: away. When I said goodbye to June beneath that Hoosier moon, a nightingale sang softly, seemed to say, Oh, come back soon. So
5: So it's it's about about time
4: time that that I wrote To the folks in Terre Haute, and my sweetheart by the Wabash, far away, so. Uh, alerted the postmaster at Terre Haute so I hope he don't get snowed under. (laughs) Pull on a lot of extra help. The mail will be flying in there. Now for the number two song of the week.
5: Hey, wait. Haven't we skipped a few numbers?
4: We got it. The audience is closing in on us. (laughs) The number two song of the week. (laughs) There's a miss I miss in Mississippi Where the Mississippi flows I can see you're in the morning when it's drippy, with the Mississippi squishing through her toes. When I see the first ranunculus a bloomin', I'm a goin' back and banish all my woes. Then I'll kiss the miss I miss in Mississippi, and eat her Mississippi, Mississippi Sippy, Sippy nose. That was Mississippi Moon, written by Johnny Burke and Jimmy Van Heusen, who were kidding. And now, our sponsor. Keep your eye on the bloodshot bullseye. Well, that takes care of him.
3: (laughs) We forgot Van
4: Heusen. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you very much. Good boy. Thank you, tardy but good and loud.
5: And now for the number one
4: flap of the week. The number one flop, the number you've all been dreading.
5: That thrilling ballad, These Lush
3: Moments.
5: (laughs) These lush moments, how I adore. These lush moments, Thrill to the core. Our romance is quiet and solemn. But dreams keep running up and down my spinal
3: cord.
4: Oh, it's lush music. Lover, let's walk. No rush music. (laughs) Plenty of smoke.
0: Say we'll meet again in the same rendezvous. Let's
3: not blush the hush <laughs> of <laughs> these lush blush. moments
0: <laughs> friends remember your flop parade was brought to you by the maker of food food is the only product that builds muscles, grows hair and sends neckties to the cleaners and remember, food spelled backwards is doof <laughs>
4: Say we'll meet again in the same rendezvous. Let's not brush the hush of these lush moments
3: with you.
4: We ought to do it again sometime, Oh, huh? let's
5: do, Bing. But, you know, I think with all the clowning, we forgot to ask the folks to go along with the government's request to conserve as much as they possibly can in both buying food and eating it.
4: Right, Dinah. The more we save in this country, the more we'll have to share with other people. And now... say, we'll meet again it's in the same rendezvous. Let's not brush the hush of these lush moments With you <laughs> Before I go, I want to thank Dinah Shore for lending a lot of charm and a lot of talent to the Philco party tonight.
5: Thank you, Bing, but why the rush?
4: Oh, it's mandatory. I've got to get home feeding feed him a moose.
5: <laughs> feed your moose? Oh, if I
4: don't toss him a few rutabagas nightly, his antlers sag, he just gets his... to be a sight. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Bagging <laughs> antlers. Yes. Must look like a fuzzy racing bike. <laughs> Who's with you next week, Bing? Well, a
4: fellow who comes to us direct from the 20th Century Fox Studios, that very polished gentleman, Clifton Webb.
5: Gosh, Bing, if Clifton Webb's coming down, you better dress up.
4: Oh, I am. And just in anticipation of his visit, Dixie is sewing some satin lapels on my favorite sweatshirt. <laughs> Good night, Donna. Congratulations, incidentally, on uh, your new deal with the Philip Morris people.
5: Thank you and good Going night, Bing. Going to be Bing. cooing
4: for those boys. I yes. know uh, you'll be a smash.
5: Thank you, Bing. Good night,
4: folks. Good night, folks.
0: Tune in to Philco Radio Time next week and hear Bing Crosby, John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, the Rhythm Ayers, and Bing's guest, Clifton Webb. And remember, for tops in radio listening all the time, get a Philco, famous for quality the world over.
1: That is the Philco Radio Time October 15th, 1947, Bing Crosby, Dinah Shore. So who has a better voice, Bing Crosby or me?
2: Lisa? I haven't heard you in a while. I might need a refresh. <laughs> mm.
1: That's pretty good. That's
2: excellent, Carl. Is that a lullaby? <laughs> I, you almost sound slightly pretty... romantic there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Is that, that for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was uh, sponsored by Philco, a name you can trust. Is heard on ABC, Philco Radio Time. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's take a quick break.
0: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
1: Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. When we come back, it's, uh, well, we need someone to call in.
2: Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia?